Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 68, the podcast for marketing managers and sales professionals who are using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you Craig? Yeah, look pretty good and you know how we used to do those weather updates to intro the, the shows before? And we stopped doing that because people aren't interested in the weather. But i got to tell you, today was an absolute scorcher, scorcher in Sydney. When I was coming here in the car, 42 and a half degrees. So you had a free sauna on the way here. Yep, my portable sauna. Yeah, it was great. So I've lost a few kilos just driving here. <laughs> so 42 and a half degrees, that's Celsius, folks, for our American listeners. All right, so let's get on to our inbound thought of the week, Craig. Yeah, and this is a good one, actually, from content.inbound.com. Yeah, and this is the top five content marketing hacks by Ryan Benici, a one and only APAC marketing director. Marketing director, and we've interviewed Ryan before last year, so we'll put a link in the show notes to that That's right. interview. But yeah, what was he talking uh, inbound? So his thing was about, if you watch his video, it's basically he says you can boost your traffic by three times using content, increase your lead conversions by 500%, and nurture, sell, and upsell to grow your business. Hey, can I just ask? So let's say you boost your traffic by three times. And you boost your conversions by 500%. What is 500%? Is that five times? Yeah. And it's three times 300%. <laughs> I always get confused with these percentages and times, right? Anyway, bit well, trivia there. He got us talking, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, I mean, there are less, there's stacks of gold in there, but I thought three takeaways. If you want to go and implement something, I thought it would be a good start. First one, have hub content pages. So these are like what he describes as in-depth pillar pieces of content. They're not massive. Like he did say, you know, long blog post for 2015. And these are always there. So he used some good examples from Help Scout, even on HubSpot, about what they're doing. So these are pieces of evergreen pieces of content that are there that are really explain, really in-depth, take people through. And they're there forever. So And they're really the cornerstone of that particular topic, for example. So that's really important. And I'll put a link to a particular part in the video where he talks about that. Next one, importance of headlines and leveraging the curiosity gap. I thought this is really interesting. He talked about looking at great headlines and then leveraging that curiosity gap about why people would want to click on your piece of content. Excellent. So watch that. And the last one is about Google snippets. So you probably realize this, like Google are trying to give people the best result the fastest possible way so what they've started doing is using these google snippets to actually highlight content so people don't even have to go to the site or click through to get the information that they need basically saying like here's a way and you should be considering to actually use it so that your content gets showcased first because you're actually using google snippets and i think this is something that you really need to look at going forward because you want to have your content be at the top of the page. Yeah, these Google snippets becoming very important. And I remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Rand Fishkin's session at Inbound, he covered this in a bit more detail, that whole importance of position zero, which they refer to it as. That's right. And Moz has an excellent in-depth article covering all of that and testing that they did as well. So that's a good kind of addition to Ryan's points there. But just to mention to listeners in the show notes, I like what you've done here, Ian. You've actually linked through to the oh, YouTube video yeah. and some of the actual time. So those points you mentioned, just click through and you'll see that 
link through to that actual point in the session. So if you quickly want to um, see what Ryan said about that. Yeah. And then with the Google snippets, there's actually two pro tips that he gave. And I've cut and pasted his slide into the show notes so you can see that really quickly and implement it and get some results. Nice one. Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. Right, so we're going to talk about smart content. We've covered this in previous episodes, but it's always worth reiterating the benefit of this. And I know you're using it with client sites and uh, we do as well. Just that idea of changing or personalizing the content to how the visitor lands or who the visitor is. Yeah, and this is really interesting. I was going through a lot of content to do with smart content and HubSpot have coined it relationship-driven marketing. And I think that's really the key. It's all about intelligently personalizing content to customer needs, right? And where they are in the buying journey. So again, this fits in with buyer personas, where they are in that buying journey, because that's going to determine how we use smart content. So one of the really interesting things that I highlight for you is this is only available on professional and enterprise version of HubSpot. And also one of the really interesting stats and why I think people need to use this if you're not using it is that HubSpot looked at data of more than 93,000 calls to action over a 12-month period. And what they found that a call to action targeted to the user performed 42% better than a generic call to action, which is yeah, a pretty significant. It's pretty pretty impressive uh, improvement, isn't it? But it, it makes sense, right? If yes. it's personalized to you, it talks to you, it seems more relevant, you're more likely to act on that. So in some ways, I'm not surprised, but in others, I'm like, it's worth the extra effort. So that's a good reminder for marketing managers listening to this, just to think about that personalization piece. Because often we say, oh, well, should we spend 42% more to get those leads? Or will we personalize our calls to action and get 42% yes. more? So yeah, it's worth investing there. Yeah. And this doesn't just stop with um, course actions. It can be content, can be smart form fields. So understanding where people are coming from, say the particular medium they're coming off and customizing your forms can be another great way to use this feature. We've added in the show notes, a getting started guide, which HubSpot have. And here's a good one. When not to use smart. That's right. This is a bit of a gotcha because what people will find is say, Oh, well, I want to personalize my thank you page. So I fill out a form on a landing page. Then I take them to a thank you page. Wouldn't it be great if we could personalize that based on the entries that they've just put in. And the issue is, that HubSpot is usually not quick enough to have sent the details from the landing page back to HubSpot, incorporated that into the contact details so that then when they hit the thank you page, milliseconds later, it's personalized. So it's a bit of a gotcha. So that's actually, there's actually knowledge base saying don't put it on the thank you page. And coming up in the future, we've actually got some interviews with some HubSpot people. One of the interviews is talking about e-commerce and exactly this And they describe a process how they got around that by putting an interim thank you page and then a final thank you page, which was personalized, which is really clever, really smart, and had a a big uh, impact on future conversions. Absolutely. So I encourage you all to go and create some smart content and smart CTAs. All right, on to our shot three, which is our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And this is um, creating custom views in CRM for prospecting. So this is really important. Most people will log on to CRM and they'll see everything in their view of the contacts. What we're highlighting here is creating a view specific for prospecting. So being really clear on what you're going to be doing or who you're going to be talking to. And 
make it really defined for sales reps. So one of the key things you can do, so I'll just give you an example, right? Say for today, your sales rep needs to call these particular people. So you might create a view that says the lead is owned by that particular person. They haven't contacted them in the last week and they have been contacted less than two times already and they do not have any deals associated in the CRM. So you don't want to be calling people up that have got deals in progress <laughs> in the CRM. So there's some really key attributes and you can set that up as a view and then you can view that on a daily basis so you can actually make the right calls. Yeah, these are really good. So we're really talking about filtering here, filtering views. And you, as you say, you can have all these different criteria, create a view. You can share that with teams exactly. or you can make them private because yes. sometimes if you share every single view, it just becomes unwieldy. Everyone's fighting for their different views. But then the second part is you can also customise the fields that are shown in your contact listing. And I find this really useful. And uh, we've got some uh, links through to where they kind of suggest uh, common fields they use. But I really like the activity side. So if you're in the sales or you're in a business development role, you can have activity column. What's the last date of activity for this contact? How many times, you know, activity in the last week, all those kinds of things. They're really useful. So you can quickly prioritize some of the contacts that you're going through. I think it's important for sales managers and marketing managers to be aware of this because quite often we have our marketing hats on and we don't think about last activity date. We think about our oh, last you know, email click date. And so we, we're on that mindset. So it's really useful to realize that within HubSpot CRM and the contacts views, we can tailor these for the different functions that we're performing. Fantastic, Craig. So if you're not using this in the CRM, I encourage you to click the link and create a view that's specific to your needs or specific to your team's needs. On to our creative top 10 of the week, Craig. And now uh, we did this last week for one of your clients. And this week, I'm going to do it for one of my customers. And so they're a car dealership. And I wanted 10 ideas of driving more people to the dealership. Okay, this really strained my brain. And I know, I, we, we, just, we just explained to listeners the purpose of this, okay? So this is not tips for you to do in your business. This is training to be creative. And so what happens is uh, each week for how, however long we can stand doing this to each other, we're going to give each other a challenge uh, to come up with 10 ideas. And the purpose is to flex our creativity muscles, because it's actually really hard. Come up with three ideas, no worries. Come up with 10, it's actually really hard. And you could probably hear my little brain straining away. So I was trying to come. So anyway, coming back to the, the challenge you threw me, which was car dealership, I th- the way I tackled it is I thought, okay, I'm not going to do all the obvious ones. So I, I am assuming they're doing all the all the the general things, newspaper adverts, they're using AdWords, they're doing general Facebook promotion around car interests yeah they're doing sponsorships you know how they sponsor the local soccer club and all that kind of stuff they're doing shopping center displays they're doing their special sales and all i'm assuming they do all that so i'm trying to think of new ideas and again this is for listeners this is not these the ideas you should this is just get you thinking okay so i'll quickly run through so i thought let's think about them in the the decision stage so this isn't creating awareness they're kind of they're looking to buy so you want your dealership to be one of the ones they consider and use. So around Facebook interest targeting, I think I thought let's move outside of areas. So in targeting people that are interested in car loans seemed like a, a good one. And then not just promoting your car dealership 
models. Yep. But promoting services, we do finance. So that's targeted. Number two, candid video series of the dealership team explaining new features and services. I think these are useful because when you're thinking, okay, I'm going to buy this car, I've got choices of dealers, you want to have a bit of a personal connection. Yes. So just that candid kind of stuff. Yep. uh, Could even be Facebook Live uh, where you hit meet the team. None of this polished stuff. Yeah, really, standing, I really like that. You know, when they're standing there in a suit and tie, they've got their hands <laughs> uh, awkwardly in front of them. Hi, I'm Bob from none of that. Just candid stuff. Yeah. And then number three, put those kinds of videos on Instagram as yeah. well. Just general updates. You want to feel like you know the people at the dealership. I think informational blog posts. I don't see this much on dealership sites. It's all promotion, promotion, but just discussing general topics. So I thought news about, you know, how cars have these these diesel emission scandals, we'll call them, going on, just discussing kind of topical news and commenting on them. Um, Also, uh, number four, discussing future topics. I think driverless cars and that whole area is interesting. I think dealerships should be talking about it just to be a kind of a general awareness yeah. of the it's something that they're talking about. Participating in automotive forums. I kind of think that uh, you often find service side people do that, but the sales team, no, they're, they're after the quick win. So I think Correct. getting involved and adding value, not promotion, sounds obvious, but uh, probably isn't something they do. Uber partnering for a day. Here's where I thought, you know, you could tell here, number seven, I'm starting to break, starting to struggle. But I was thinking, let's think of bigger ideas, right? So you know how Uber did that thing in um, last year where they brought a kitten to your work? I did that. I didn't yeah. even know that. Oh, yeah. You could basically dial Uber and say, I'll oh, bring me a kitten for half an hour. Okay. And brought him with Uber. And you think, well, everyone remembered the kitten. But Uber did it, and it was a good promotion for the Uber brand. I thought if a dealership could be involved in a local kind of arrangement. Yeah. Again, it's not like the the dealer gets promoted uh, as heavily, but just by partnering with that, uh, here's the the local dealership car bringing the kitten. I think that's always. I mean, associate yourself with kittens or puppies. There's no you can't lose. Right? <laughs> okay, uh, now test drive drone day. Uh, okay, okay, so now this is interesting. Tell me more, Craig. Okay, and I get this isn't just something you t- can turn on. I get that, but. I thought, what's if you said, come in for a test drive and there's a local area yeah. and what we're going to do is we're just going to, you know, have everyone's into drones. We're going to get some local drone videographers yes. to film you taking a test drive around some streets, right? Okay. And so then we give you the video and you can share, this is me driving whatever the latest model car yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Here's the video and drone footage of me, which I think everyone loves to see footage. Of yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. So you just post that on YouTube, you get them to share it. And it's really about getting that connection between local yes. and your dealership yep. site, right? So it kind of sounds a bit far-fetched, but I think everyone's into yes, drones these are. days. It's yep. not that hard. Yep. You, you can imagine the dealer principles, you know, he gets his kids along to fly the drones and his footage of me Actually, driving. You don't even need to do that. I was talking to one of the people I do some video stuff with and he has a drone that will just follow you and he said he was out on his boat. Okay. Obviously, it knows where the person is and you can set the feature to go, follow me. So I think right. it's a tracker yeah. and it'll follow the person. Oh, right. Oh, well, there you go. I just think that footage, here's me driving the latest. I like that idea. It depends what the car is, yes. you know, if it's the latest BMW. tinny, you know, <laughs> Toyota Corolla that might not have. But, you know, if it's if it's the new Jaguar or the new Mazda or whatever, yeah. Another thing, Deliveroo partnering. So I, I don't know where this idea came from, but I was thinking, I was trying to think of local things yes. that have a utility aspect that wouldn't be too hard to be involved in. So maybe... This Saturday, the dealership, 
provides the cars for all the deliveries in the area. And yeah. people that order delivery, they get free food. I, it's just a way of yes. creating a bit of buzz. Defensive driving for women courses. Defensive driving course for women. I'll tell you why I thought of this. I haven't bought a car for years, right? So I don't know if I'm just out of touch. But when I was learning to drive yeah. back in the day, back in the dark ages, I remember my grandmother bought a defensive driving course for me and then later my two brothers when yeah, they were right. learning. Didn't buy one for my sister, right? Oh, yeah, because girls don't need to learn how to defensive drive. Now, I don't know if that's – hopefully things have changed since then. But I was just wondering, those kinds of things, when you make a statement, you say this is defensive driving for women, I wonder if that just creates a different kind of aspect. I know yeah. there's a, a very high female input into car purchases these days, but we often think of defensive driving, that's for the guys. And I just wonder – yeah, anyway, I was just trying to think of something. You know, I there. like that. Okay. I'll tell you why – Many, many years ago when I bought an MX-5, Mazda actually gave that, after I bought the car, they actually sent us with our cars for driver training. Right. Post the sale. For you and, which your, I, and your wife? I wasn't married at the time. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your partner could come along, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Um, but that was interesting. Like, I was not aware, but it was something that, you know, I got called up and invited to, which was fantastic. And I always remember that. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's if you said it's just for women? This one. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that creates more problems than not, but I just think sometimes taking a bit of a slightly, oh, it's not controversial, but slightly, you know, defined yes. stance sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And then my, my last bonus one is <laughs> um, you film a multi million dollar commercial and air it on primetime TV. Yeah. Which not, is very targeted, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so cheap and so easy to pull not doing that but yeah so there's my 10 so you know i don't know if listeners find this interesting but i found it really interesting just to strain my brain to try and think of creative ideas and just yeah i think it's really good to be creative it even is. if all those ideas are duds i think just get the creative juices going and come up with 10 better ones leave a comment with something better yeah <laughs> you go. absolutely all right craig so that leads us on to our cafe consulting which we're hosting on the 25th of january you want to tell us more about that? Well, this is just book. You can book in 15 minutes with Ian and myself in the Sydney CBD, nice cafe right near the HubSpot office, actually. And you can come along, chat about anything related to HubSpot, smart content, for example. If you've got questions around how to implement some kind of HubSpot uh, feature or question, come and chat to us. We'd love to talk to you. And there's a form there. You can just follow the link and book in with us. All really seamless. That's right. And we're planning to do this on a monthly basis in Sydney to start off with. And obviously, if you're interested in you in other states, let us know and then we'll try and make some time to talk to you guys. All right, Craig, on to our podcast of the week. But this is not really a podcast. This is something I discovered. Well, it's going to be more of a vidcast. That's it? right. So this is a new monthly video series with Daniel Pink and special guests. So I think this is one of those co-partnering offers that HubSpot has done with Daniel Pink. And the first guest on the show is somebody by the name of Brian Halligan. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is, but no. you should tune in. Yeah. So I'll put a link to sign up for that. It's going to start in a week's time or so. Yeah, I think it's coming pretty soon. Daniel Pink was excellent. We saw him not at last Inbound, but the year before. He was, he was a, fantastic. He's a really good thinker. And he talks about sales in a way that's related to being human. I really like it. It's not this sleazy kind of trick people into buying it's really around uh, meeting their needs and motivations behind it yeah really useful stuff Excellent. Oh, by, oh by the way they've got to sign up using the link in our show notes 
So this is great. So <laughs> yes, please use the link in the show notes to sign up. And it would greatly make us uh, make us smile. <laughs> <Did we all? laughs> so when you see the link, it's got this the UTM parameters, uh, and that's the enormous long campaign which we want people to click through so that it shows in HubSpot's analytics. <laughs> Anyway, a bit of a technical nerdy joke there. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And so we've got two resources of the week, and that's to do with smart content on your HubSpot website and what to do or what to how to incorporate smart content when you're redesigning your website on the HubSpot website platform. So there are links to that. So I'd encourage you to read that. Yeah. So the first link there is part two of the series. We've just included part one because it was part one, but part two is really the main one. And, you know, this was a guest post by Smart Bug Media. Do you reckon they said, who can we get to write around smart content? Oh, we'll get smart bug media. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that. Anyway, it's an excellent article too. All right. On to our quote of the week, Craig, as we near the end of this show. And this is by Daniel Pink. He says, human beings are natural mimickers. The more you're conscious of the other side's posture, mannerisms and word choices, and the more you subtly reflect those back, the more accurate you'll be at taking their perspective. I really like this quote because I was initially worried that he was going to turn it into the more likely you'll be to convince them to do that's your right. thing. But he's actually saying the more likely you'll be to understand their perspective. I thought that's a really nice way to do it. Yeah, from Daniel Pink. All right. We've got some bonus links of the week. But what I did want to talk about, so have, please go have a look at those. And there's a few interesting articles there. But Craig, your finally to end is your book recommendation. Okay, so I'm just um, preempting this. I read Disrupted by Dan Lyons. It's a bit of an account of HubSpot. I love the book. We're in probably not next week, maybe the week after. I'm going to give you a book review on it. It was so funny. Yeah, it's got pros and cons, but it's a real dig at HubSpot, yeah. which I thought was good. And the reason that we're going to review it, I actually had two customers ask me about this recently because this all, it all blew up. Really? Yeah, last year. Yeah, like, yeah, it did A year last or so ago. Year. And I was like, oh, I thought that was over. But no, it's somehow in awareness. And then I had a third friend who's not a customer. I'll say, oh, because he knows I'm into HubSpot. And he said, oh, have you read this book? So I don't know if I've got a promotion over Christmas or something. <laughs> anyway, I finally bought the book and read it. And it's hysterical. It's so funny. He's such a good writer. He's, okay. he's very jaded, but um, lots to learn from it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll do a full review in yeah, probably right. about two weeks' time. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of our show. We would love for you to leave us comments, join our WhatsApp group, and you can do that by going to hubshots.com slash WhatsApp, and then also join our Facebook group and continue the conversation there. We'd love to hear from you. And finally, our Cafe Consulting, please feel free to take us up on the offer. Yeah, look forward to meeting with you on the 25th of January. All right, Craig, until next week. Thanks, Ian. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.